We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Big recruiting weekend coming up this Ryan, which we which we talked about. Notre Dame's going to have a lot of. Well, they had some kids on campus yesterday for yesterday's practice. Trey McNutt, I believe, a twenty twenty five safety who got a pot of gold offer from. Yep. He's from Ohio, correct? Correct. Yep. Trey McNutt. He was on campus yesterday. He had a couple twenty four kids on campus yesterday, yep. and then uh, tomorrow. And through Saturday and Sunday, there's going to be a lot more kids on campus, Ryan. I mean, there's some 26 kids coming on campus this week, but we're going to focus on the 24 and 25 kids uh, as as we move forward, Ryan. And there's um, it's a it's a it's a big weekend. It's a big weekend because there's a couple positions right now that you look at and say you've got to be able to hit on those guys. And so let's begin, Ryan, with with the the secondary. And there's two Notre Dame commits on campus, going to be on campus this weekend. Leonard Moore from Texas is coming up. He's going to be on campus for Friday's practice and Saturday's practice. As of right now, Leonard Hobbs is, or Carson Hobbs, excuse me, from Cincinnati is coming up for Saturday. Why is Notre Dame bringing two commits on campus at cornerback? Well, Notre Dame is also hosting a couple big-time cornerbacks this weekend. That would be Aaron Scott out of Springfield, Ohio who Notre Dame fans, if you watched Christian Gray's film this year, you should be familiar with Aaron Scott because he faced him. A big-time top 100 caliber cornerback from Ohio that Notre Dame staff is very high on. And then a a name that I know you all know that's also going to be on campus, and that's Caleb Beasley, who is a Tennessee commit who Notre Dame really is high on, really high on, and obviously liked a lot. I thought Notre Dame had a great shot. I think Tennessee rode their hot start to the season into a in-state commitment for him. He's still committed to Tennessee, but anytime a kid's going to take visits, that's a good thing. He, I think he's going to go to Auburn this offseason. He's also going to go to Notre Dame. So if Notre Dame's going to have a shot with Caleb Be- to flip Caleb Beasley, they need to make a move this weekend. And, and so you bring your commits on campus, you bring Aaron Scott on campus, and you say, hey, look, we got three guys that we think are absolute studs. We had one of them on campus last weekend, and John Mitchell. We love you two guys as well. You guys are the key to really making this thing happen, right? And and that's going to be the pitch from Mike Mickens this weekend. So really important, I think, to get the corners on campus because what you are showing, Ryan, by getting the commit corners on campus with these kids is, hey, 
we're in, we want, we want you, right? right. Like we yeah. want you with us, not just like, well, I'm bringing you in or compete with this guy. We're doing this together. And in today's football, you need lots and lots of corners and we need you guys with us. So we can go out there and beat Ohio state and beat Alabama and beat Georgia and beat those teams. I think it says a lot about those committed corners and the, fa- and I think it says a lot about how the Notre Dame staff views their committed corners in that these kids are going to not, it could go wrong, Ryan. You know, hey, I want that guy coming here and compete with me, so I'm not going to be a jerk to him. But that's not what these kids are going to do. That's why they're bringing them on campus. I think that's a great recruiting tactic. It says a lot about the Notre Dame commits. But these two kids coming on campus, Ryan, are big time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They, they really are. I mean, we, we don't have to show you guys. Well, we actually have watched film about these players before, so we can go back and just watch what Aaron Scott and what Caleb Beasley bring to the table, right? But I think you hit on a few key things there, Brian. It's that one, Notre Dame fans that watch this channel, you've heard directly from Carson Hobbs in the past because he literally came on the show, big personality, right? Which I think is very inviting to a type of visit. And one cool thing too, Brian, is that where's Aaron Scott from? He's from Ohio. Where's Carson Hobbs from? also from Ohio, Tennessee, Caleb Beasley, a little more of the Southern kind of feel to it, right? Well, where is Leonard Moore from? He's from Texas, right? Like you got guys that kind of have some parallels to one another as well in the committed class for Notre Dame that I think will be inviting to this conversation. We'll be inviting to this visit. These are going to be hard pulls. Let's call it what it is, right? Caleb Beasley is literally committed to the University of Tennessee right now. Aaron Scott is a uh, is in a part of Ohio that is usually just a pretty easy feeder to Ohio State, right? Like it's it's not a secret. But the fact of the matter is is that Notre Dame's able to get both these guys on campus. Mike Mickens, what he's been doing the last couple of years at the cornerback position is telling, and everyone knows it, and everyone understands what he's been doing. And you have two of your cornerbacks on campus that are very talented. And I haven't gotten to know Leonard Moore as much as I've known Carson Hobbs, but Carson Hobbs is a big personality, man. And I know he's going to be attractive as far as his ability to talk to these dudes, right? So pull out all the stops, see what you're working with. Notre Dame has three incredibly top, uh, top-tier top corners on this board. You mentioned John Mitchell. You mentioned these two, obviously, with Caleb Beasley and with Aaron Scott. Notre Dame has a chance to hopefully – move the needle with at least one of these guys this weekend, or hopefully both, you know, hopefully you move the needle with both guys, but regardless, anytime Notre Dame gets guys to come on campus, especially 
Caleb Beasley's now been on campus a couple of times. He was at the Irish Invasion, you know, obviously in the mm-hmm. past summer. So getting this guys on campus is a big step for Notre Dame. Pull out all the stops and see what you can make happen, man. See if you can make some magic happen this weekend. But it's a big step to just get Beasley and Scott on campus in general. I, I don't know if either of them are likely, to be honest with you. It's going to be hard to get either one of them. But when you land more in Hobbs this early, you can shoot for the stars. And that's what Notre Dame is doing with John Mitchell, Aaron Scott, and and, and uh, Caleb Beasley. I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. So I'm curious to see who they get. And on, I'd be happy with all three of them. I love John Mitchell. He's probably the, the guy that fans know the least about I, yep. from what I can gather from conversations. He is absolutely a guy, though, that I have, that I love in this class. I'd be happy with all three of those guys. I really yes. would. They're very talented players. There's no one that I'd be like, well, I don't know if I love that guy. You give me one of those three guys. And I'll be honest with you, a guy that I like that was on the cornerback board that's now off of it is Jeremiah Newcomb, who honestly was the one guy I liked but didn't like him as much as the other guys. He's a little smaller for me, a little shorter for me. He doesn't run quite as well as the other guys. But good football player, good pickup for Oklahoma. So all the guys you really wanted are still on the board. Yep. Let's stay on defense, Ryan. And Notre Dame's got three really important front defensive front defensive line guys coming on campus this weekend. I want to give you kind of the latest on those three guys and just kind of how what we think of them. Uh, Jared and Jacob Smith, who are now at Cheshire Academy in Connecticut, so they have transferred schools this offseason. And Darian Mayo from he's from Good Counsel, correct? And Olney correct. in Maryland, correct? Yeah, uh, will be on campus as well. Kind of just share the latest with those guys, Ryan, and then we'll talk about you know, who these, who these guys are as players. Sure. I mean, if, if we're going to start a little bit with the Smith twins, right, they're guys that Notre Dame fans know a lot about because they're guys that we've been talking about. And Notre Dame's been in good standing with the Smith twins for, it seems like forever at this point, right? Like they just, they've been on campus before. This is a return trip for them. Brian, they're an interesting conversation piece because they are both very different football players, right? Jacob Smith is more that Viper type. I think last time he was on campus, he weighed in at six foot four, two hundred twenty-seven pounds, somewhere on there, right? And then J- Jared Smith is the six foot three, two hundred fifty-pound type of strong side defensive end. He's a little bit more of that power profile guy. The question that Notre Dame fans are going to have is that you know, like, how do they fit? And if it's a package deal does that take a guy off the board that you necessarily would also want to bring into the class? Like, that's the question. I don't think anybody questions that the Smith twins are good players. It's just about, you know, if you take both, is there a guy that might be a better player that you're not able to quite take into the class anymore? That's where you are. But the Smiths are high on Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame also very much likes the Smith twins. The the big thing for me, Brian, is that every time I talk to either Jacob or Jared, they don't have a clear defined timeline for making a decision, right? So like, is that going to happen this summer? Is it going to bleed into the season? When are they going to pop is the biggest question. Because they kind of leave it up like, you know, we'll know when we know, but we're not going to rush. And there just doesn't seem much urgency to making a decision, which is fine. That's their choice, right? But at the end of the day, if you're Notre Dame and you're trying to attract a lot of great defensive players, trying to understand what timelines look like for certain guys is very important, right? Like it's very important. So that's kind of what the Smith twins, Darian Mayo is a guy that I think this is going to be a very important visit. You know, I've had the chance to talk to Darian in the past and very intrigued by Notre Dame. Like there's no doubt about it. Right. But he hasn't been on campus yet before. So anytime it's a first trip to campus, there's going to be some questions about, you know, just 
What is the fit? How much do you like the program coming into the visit and how much they can move the needle with you after the visit? And he's a six foot six, six, six and a half, 240, 250 pound defensive end that has crazy amount of upside, crazy amount of upside. He's a bit raw, but developmentally he has big time potential at defensive end. So first visit the campus has a chance to be a, a momentum building process with Notre Dame because Notre Dame needs to have a bigger impact in the DMV area. They need to have an impact in some of these Maryland Catholic schools, right? And getting into good council would be a good start, I think. So we'll see what obviously happens with Darian Mayo this weekend if they're able to move the needle with him. I love Darian Mayo as a player, man. He's so raw. This is the kind of kid that Notre Dame needs to get, Ryan. They're not going to have, they're just not going to often get like as much as we like it. They're just not going to often get the big time five star edge player that's not from their backyard. It just isn't going to happen a lot. Yep. This is the kind of kid, though, Ryan, that I think you can get and thrive with. And and the kind of guy that I think you can land and say, you get a guy like this, and he may not be a top 50 guy right now, but the tools are there for him to be a stud. That's yes. what I loved about when Notre Dame landed Isaiah Foskey. People ask, you know, who'd you get right, who you get wrong? Foskey's a guy that I got right. Because he had four and a half star upside to me, you know, five star upside to me. And you look at a guy like that and you say, now that's the kind of guy that you look at and say, he may not be that guy now. And there's some there's some work that needs to be done and, and lower floor and all that kind of stuff. But if he hits, he's going to be a dude. And they got fought that that's the kind of guy that they need to get. Because here's the at the end of the day, here's what matters, Ryan. People focus too much on five stars. I don't care if Notre Dame never signs another five-star recruit who is a five-star. They need more five-star players. That's what they need. Yep. Give me more five-star players. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa was not a five-star recruit. He was a five-star college football player because yep. he needed time to get there. Isaiah needed two years before he was really ready, two full seasons before he was able to break out in his third, where a Keon Keeley may be able to do that in year one or year two. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And so that's to me is kind of what Notre Dame needs is Darian Mayo's are the kind of guys. If you can hit on a kid like that every year, it's like Bubakar last year. Bubakar, if Bubakar was close to his full potential, he's probably getting huge NIL deals thrown at him last year. Yeah. But he's raw and he was injured. So he kind of flew under the radar. He ranks really low on my board right now from a where they are right now, but there's not a guy on the on the defensive class last year, in my view, that has a higher ceiling. Those are the kids Notre Dame's got to land more of moving forward. I don't know if they have a shot at Darian Mayo. You would know better than me. We're both still trying to kind of learn more about him. Yeah. But this is the kind of kid that you have to blow away during the visit because this is the kind of kid that may not be a needle mover today. He won't be a guy that gets fired, fans fired up. But if he clicks, he has big-time talent. This kid is raw. I think, Ryan, didn't you tell me he's only played football for like one or two years? Yeah, I think it's like two right? years. He, he was another kid that was like an AAU basketball player, if tons, I remember correctly. So. Tons of upside. Yeah, I love this kid on film. And I also agree with you on the Smiths. They're good football players. Yep. The Viper kid, and that would be Jacob, right? Correct. Is yep. is definitely better than Jared, in my opinion. Agree. And, Agree. and that's my concern is they're 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 um they're a package deal as far as I know, right? Yes. Yep. And I'm just not sure with where they are. I'm just I, I want to see how the board shakes out. I like them both. They're good players. 
I, I want to see them develop, but I'm I'm okay with it playing out with a lot of guys. Like, I'm okay right now with Bryce Young not rushing to make a commitment because I want to see how the board plays out. I don't want to yeah. I don't want these guys to take spots before you get a shot to make an impression on a Darian Mayo. Or, you know, maybe you can make get some movement with Logan Thomas or a or a Malachi Williams. Like, you know, don't rush into commitments. That's the big yes. thing for me. It's March. And yep. so I'm okay with these kids taking their time and Notre Dame taking their time. But and there's also, good football players on campus there. And you also have Malachi Williams, the guy that you just mentioned. He's coming in for the blue and gold game too, right? So, like, yeah, let's see how these visits this spring and into the summer, how they fill out and how they move the needle. He's another guy. Brian, we know this, and you know this a lot better than I do because you've been following recruiting a lot longer than I have, right? But when you get a player on campus for the first time, that can change the game, man. Like Darian Mayo has never been on campus. Malachi Williams has never been on campus. You get him on campus and you move the needle over the next few weeks, then maybe we're talking about a completely different looking board. Like that's kind of where we could be. I mean, honestly, in a few weeks, that's it's not like hyperbolic yeah. to be like that. This board could look a lot different after the blue goal game, like right. astronomically Absolutely. different. Absolutely. So there's some more guys, Ryan, that uh, that Notre Dame's going to have on campus this weekend in the front seven. Bradley Shaw visited yesterday. Yeah. Not quite sure where he stands with Notre Dame. He's from Hoover High School in Alabama. And then another player, Ryan, that I'm not sure where Notre Dame stands with him, and I'm not sure where he stands with Notre Dame, and that's Cole Sullivan from Central Catholic in Pittsburgh. Yep. This is going to be an interesting weekend because, Ryan, it is still a bit unknown to me just how much he likes Notre Dame and vice versa. I think there's an assumption that he's a no-brainer going to pick Notre Dame kind of kid. I don't think that's true. I think that, that they've got to work if they're going to land Cole Sullivan. So I, I think we should get a lot more uh, – Let's. how do I say this? We should get a lot more clear um, clarity yes. on both sides after this weekend with Cole Sullivan. I agree. Um, and I've, I've talked to his parents of Cole in the past, and I get the same vibe, uh, Brian. I think that for me, Cole is high on Notre Dame, but I also think that there's programs like Penn State that he's also very higher on. I mean, it, and that makes in sense, right? Yeah. In, in Michigan, yeah. Like those – there's some other schools in this conversation. This isn't just a Notre Dame no-brainer type of conversation, right? So getting him on campus, though, I mean, this is going to be Cole's third time on campus. He was at two different games last year for game visits. But we know these types of visits are much better for, like, that one-on-one -on -one interaction between coaches, between Cole, his family. Again, getting those verified measurables are always nice, too, because he's a kid that's listed at 6'3", 200 pounds. So, like – has he gained weight this offseason? Is he a legit 6'2 and a half, 6'3? Like those questions will obviously be answered. But I think you hit or on it perfectly. Or can he be a Viper? Yeah. You know, could he be a guy? Because I think there's some thought there with Notre Dame staff too, Ryan, is how's this kid filling out his frame since we saw him in the fall? Because he may sure. be a guy that you say, hey, if we, we can't get a Viper in this class, this kid may be a linebacker, but he also may be a kid that grows into a Viper because he's really long. Yeah. He's a thin long. And that's a that's a question that I'm that I'm curious to see is kind of how he's filled out a little bit. I don't think he can grow into a viper, but I know there's some people that think that he might be able to. So that's another thing that we're going to learn a little bit this weekend as well, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm interested to see what his body looks like in general. You know, like it really I think will be interesting because, like you said, I mean, is he a guy that has another growth spurt left? I mean, it, kids develop at different different spots, right? Like it's not this isn't just a cyclical thing and, and just a, a exponent like a straight line a linear thing where like everyone develops at the same exact times in their life that's just not how it is right like tim duncan grew two inches when he was at wake forest when he was in his 20s i mean this stuff happens all the time for some kids so seeing the body type seeing what the interest in 
And I think Notre Dame, you know, if this is a guy you want, like you affirm that this this weekend, right? You make the pitch and move it forward and see if you can kind of, you know, escalate this recruitment a little bit. Like I think that a lot of stuff is on the line this week for Cole Sullivan and understanding what the true interest in is very important in this one. Let's move on to the offensive side of the ball, Ryan. The only the, the only kind of big name 2024 kids, not big name, uh, important, I would say. Uh, that's a, a disrespectful term, too. I'd say just the guys that we need to discuss, right? We'll, we'll go there because I don't think kids aren't important or whatever. But there's two offensive linemen on, coming on campus this weekend, Ryan, and they'll both be yep. here, I believe, sat, fr- uh, Saturday, I believe. Yes. Correct? Yes. Yes. And that yes. is – no, is Caleb Brewer coming Friday? Let me let me pull oh, up I'm sorry. My, my breakdown They're list. both coming the 31st. They're both okay, the 31st. so I, I was told that there's a chance Caleb Brewer stays for parts of two days and then goes somewhere else on Saturday. So he may stay for kind of part of a couple days. And he then told Kevin me, Haywood is coming yeah. in today, tonight, and then we'll be staying tomorrow, I believe, gotcha. is what he's yep. doing. Yeah. So what what's that, Ryan? Oh no, I was just gonna say that Caleb Brewer, I know, was going to hit Michigan sometime on April first. I don't know if it's yeah, in the so that's what I'm thinking. He's gonna or, come in, he's yeah. gonna be here tomorrow, stay the night, and then get up, probably have a quick meeting at Notre Dame, and then head to Michigan. Michigan is what I believe is what we're going to see. Yep. These are two very interesting players, Ryan. I love Caleb Brewer. Same. Love Caleb Brewer. I don't know where I don't know where Notre Dame is with him. I don't I don't know that one. Uh, so we'll find that out. He's another clarity guy. We're going to get some clarity. And the reason I don't know is because you have a new coach. And I and I know that Joe uh, Rudolph recruited him to Virginia Tech, but I don't know kind of what their relationship is like. And the other one is Kevin Haywood. I don't know where he stands with Notre Dame either. I, I know there's some people at Notre Dame that really like Kevin Haywood. I don't know how Joe Rudolph feels about him. I know how I feel about him, and uh, you know he's he's a he's an interesting player. That's uh, we'll just leave it at yeah. that for now, Ryan. But I'm very curious how this weekend is going. What kind of clarity we might get when it comes to offensive line targets coming out of this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think for Caleb, it's going to be a really telling weekend for me, Brian, because he is a guy that's excited about Notre Dame. Like, there's no doubt about it. He has been for a couple months. I know he was originally trying to visit sometime in. I think early March or late February was when he was trying to visit originally. And then like the, the timing of everything just didn't work out. Right. So he was bummed. I remember when he had to delay it into the end of May coming on May 31st. But I think for me, that's a kid that has continued to, you know, blow up a little bit on the recruiting trail. He's getting some, some legitimate looks now. I mean, Penn state, Tennessee, like those types of dudes are, are offering a guy like a Caleb Brewer, I have been maintaining that if Notre Dame pushes for Caleb, and I truly believe this, that this would be a Notre Dame-Penn State battle, like just straight up. That's what I think it is. So this weekend, Notre Dame has a chance to push if they choose to push, right? Like, And I think that they have a chance at Caleb, a legitimate chance, if they do take that step. So that'll be interesting to see. Kevin Haywood is a completely different animal, man. He's got a ton of offers, and he's going on like this two-week just like round trip of like going everywhere i posted in my update on him like a a week or two ago where like he literally sent me his like travel schedule and i'm just like dang dude like you go to school ever like that's wild like he's just traveling everywhere man so he's a kid that we'll have more clarity on after the week weekend but i think he's another one though brian like there's more visits after this right so like we might have to wait like another week or two before we get like legitimate clarity to understand like 
What places did he really like? What places was he not a great fit in? What places is right. he, you know, going to continue to really press and want to be able to go back again? Like there's just a little bit of more of an advanced timeline, I think, for Kevin Haywood. I mean, I give credit to him and his family. Like they have a legitimate schedule for him, man. Yes, like, he is. To put this to put this visit schedule together is honestly very impressive. I could not do it. I could not yeah. do it. So hats off to the Haywood family, man. But I would be worn out. I, I know he's seeing like out. Miami, Tennessee. He's gonna be training down in Florida right. for a couple he's days going, too. He's not going to like Ohio. Like here's an easy trip. You're a PA kid. Yeah. You go to Pennsylvania. You swing by Pitt on your way over to to Ohio State. You yep. shoot up to Ann Arbor. You shoot over to Notre Dame. You shoot over to uh, Wisconsin. Then head down to Illinois and then back home. Yes. That, that, yes. That's a doable trip. Right? The Midwest Busy swing. Yeah, he's going everywhere. It's it's not like you know you hop in your car in a week and a half we visited all these great schools. No, this kid is going everywhere, yes. and uh, it, it's an impressive thing by the family. They're they're def- and the thing that's it, that's good about it is he's going to get experience a lot of different types of places and programs. Whereas if you just visited Notre Dame and a bunch of Big Ten schools, you're going to see a lot of the same thing. Yeah, he's going to have a lot more to compare when he thinks about what's important to him after making this trip, which is good. Which is good. He's a big physical kid, Ryan. That's for darn sure. That's the one thing. He's He's a big physical kid with a lot of power. There's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. He's one of the most physically advanced players on the board, Ryan. I mean, he's like six seven, two ninety five right now, right? Like he's a big, big kid. Yeah, a long kid. There's no doubt about it. Ryan, let's get to the 25 class. There's not. There's there's three kids that I want to focus on. Obviously, we talked about Trey McNutt visited this Wednesday. I think it says yeah. something. We, we, we won't talk about Trey because he's already been on campus, but I do think it says something that a kid like him who's from Ohio, he's got a pretty good offer list, gets yes. offered by Notre Dame and sets up a visit this quickly. I think shows a good early interest. The three guys I want to talk about are coming this weekend, and we're going to begin at quarterback because it's the best position out there, as I, I say with sure. no bias as a former quarterback <laughs> sure. uh, at all. Totally, totally objective opinion. Yeah. But Deuce Knight's on campus this weekend, Ryan, and I know this is a guy that you and I are very, very high on. It's early yet. There's no, there's going to be no quarterback commitments coming anytime soon. But I think it says a lot that Deuce is going through sort of – he's setting up his own vis, busy visit schedule. The fact that a kid from Mississippi, Loosedale, Mississippi, is making time this early to head up to South Bend says a lot about yeah. this. I love this kid's upside. And and I think this is a big credit to the Notre Dame staff on Deuce Knight right now, Brian, because every time I talk to Deuce, he just talks all the time about Notre Dame makes me feel like an absolute priority, and they tell me all the time how high they are on me, like consistently. That's the and first that's what thing they out. Tell everybody. I mean, yeah. they that's not just recruiting spin, Ryan. They love yeah. this kid. Yes. Love this kid. Yeah. And he was a kid that he he, I, I have a recruiting update that's coming on him pretty or a visit uh, preview that's coming out on him soon. And Brian, like he talked to me about that he doesn't know that much about Notre Dame, right? right? Like he knows the name, he knows that they it's like him. Lot. Yes, it's the relationships is why he's coming up. Hundred, he's not coming up because he grew up watching Notre Dame on television and knows about the championships and the Heisman Trophy. He's coming up because of the relationships. That's a yes. great place for Notre Dame to be, Ryan. Yeah, great it really player. is, man. It really is. I think Notre Dame's doing a great job in that recruitment early. He's 6'4", 185 pounds, super athletic, has a cannon for an arm. 
There is a lot to like about Deuce Knight, man. And he's a Mississippi kid, man. Like, that's so unique. Like, you don't see too many Mississippi kids visiting yeah. Notre Dame. Like, that's and he's a high academic kid. And you know what else you don't see, Ryan? Very many yeah. lefties that I like their film. I hate I lefties, hate, man. Lefties, I hate quarterbacks. I love Deuce Knight. Love <laughs> yes, Deuce man. Knight. Oh, man. I, I'm really excited for him to get up and see it because he, he doesn't know what to expect. Like, he's legitimately yeah. curious about Notre Dame. Yeah. One good thing, though, of note as far as, like, the people that are going to say, like, but can you get him out of the South? His brother, I just found this out yesterday, is Ty Freifogel that played at Indiana, oh, the wide okay. receiver. So I didn't know that. Yeah, so, I mean, his family is okay, obviously, with going up north, and they've sure. been to Indiana. So and It means yeah. he's been to Indiana, too. He knows what the weather's like. So exactly. that's very interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, Ryan. He right now ranks number three on my board at quarterback behind Bryce Underwood and George McIntyre. But I think those guys are five stars. I mean, those are those are top 15 overall national players. Deuce is a clear top 100 guy. I'll be honest with you. Deuce might be the ideal quarterback to land the year after getting CJ Carr. Yeah. The reason I say that is, is I think I, I have to feel that Deuce is, seems like a really smart kid. He knows he needs work. He knows is you know he's going to need time to get strong. He's very skinny, and you can see it on the photo at Irish breakdown of him. Ryan, very thin, skinny kid, going to need a lot of time. Going to need development as a player. He's a guy that you can convince. Hey man, come here, red shirt. Give us time to build you up. CJ's going to be here. CJ's going to play early. CJ's probably a you know could potentially be a three year guy, and and you're going to buy time. You're going to learn a ton from CJ who's a very fundamentally sound, smart quarterback, be a great thing for you. And then when CJ goes and he's a top 10 NFL draft pick, then you got two, three years to still be a starter. And then we're going to turn you into top 10 NFL draft pick compared to a guy like Bryce Underwood. I love Bryce Underwood. Bryce Underwood's not a guy that's going to want to sit for very long, no. nor should he, because he's a, he's a dude. So it's going to make landing a guy like him really hard. In my opinion, yeah. Deuce has got a credibly high ceiling, but he's a kid that you might be able to convince to be a little bit more patient. And I yep. think that's the kind of kid you want to land the year after getting CJ Carr. And you got to you got to look into that. You got to look at that kind of stuff, Ryan. You got to think I, about that kind of stuff. I, was it you, Brian, that compared him to Hendon Hooker a little bit from a like? Yes. A, a, yeah. Version a of Hendon physical, Hooker. Yeah. yeah. Which is really, I mean, because Hendon Hooker is a perfect example, man. He didn't develop and to no fault of his own a little bit. Right. But he didn't develop until his third fourth year in college right like that's kind of that, that trajectory and again I'm, it's not apples to apples here but deuce is that high upside raw kid that year three is probably going to be where his real impact is shown on a on a team and on a roster so yeah i'd be totally fine with him taking a shot at a kid like a deuce night and again man like if you're comfortable with quarterback developments if gino yes. gadouli is the real deal as a quarterback developer why would you not want to work with Deuce Knight, man? Like that kid is silly. <laughs> if Gino Gadouli can take Desmond Ritter yes. and turn him into a third round draft pick and a college football playoff quarterback, what is he going to do with a guy like Deuce Knight? Seriously, man. Seriously, you, you know what I mean? Like that is like okay, yeah. That's that's some tools to work with. Now, is he going to need time? Yeah, he's going to need time. But he's got a like you said, Ryan. He's got an easy. He's got easy power. Yeah. And that's the kind of quarterback you want is not the guy that like has to like put high effort. I've said this before. You don't want a guy that's got to really torque to get power on the ball. This mm -hmm. kid is just easy snapping it off yes. and he's 185 pounds. You and know, I'll Ooh. say this, like the, the passing, the passing tools that he has as a thrower, 
if he was just a pocket quarterback, Brian, and he threw the football the way he did, I would be so high on Deuce Knight. But yes. then it's like the it's like the third highlight on his highlight film where you're like, oh, he can run. Yeah. Let's too, actually pull man. it up a little bit because we're sitting there <laughs> hyping Deuce up, Deuce up, and I want people yeah. to kind of see him. He's and we're we're not going to necessarily talk about the talk break down the film. We're just going to let it play while uh, yeah, while we're talking about him. But you, you'll yeah. see in the film the rent very raw. Yes, but just a gamer, man. Just a kid can play, and he, he doesn't play on a great team either, man. So like, I talked about this before. He uh, oh no, this isn't the run. It's just the nice that's strike an, over that's the middle. Easy <laughs> zip right there, man. That is really easy zip right there. I think this is the play, right? This that's is it right run. here. Yeah. Oh, okay, that speed, man. <laughs> and he's like again, he's galloping, man. He's got that long stride. He just covers a lot of ground. Is this the deep ball he throws, or is that that's coming later? This might this be is, it. No, no he, he's got just, a he's got a like that's such bad technique, but the ball yes. like just keeps going and going, jumps, man. And going and going. You know, he's got to protect the ball a little bit more in the pocket. Love the touch there. This kid's got yeah. some tools. Is this the bomb? There's a throw he makes. No, this isn't it. He's got a little bit. He's got a little too much Michael Vick. Like, let get that ball down. You know, like protect yeah. the ball, son. You know, but, but uh, dude, uh, <laughs> but yeah. dude, like, what do you yeah. do with that, man? And there's good but, football in Mississippi. Yes. There really is. There really is. I'm trying to. I'm wanting to get to that throw that he just bombs it, Ryan. It's just like, yeah, he looks like a javelin just, thrower. Like it has oh, turnover yeah. on it. Like, oh, oh man, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this no, this isn't not, it. Not, no, no. There's one he throws over the top. Might be a different film. He throws one over the top. You're just like, good lord! Like that ball, ball just ball, kept ball placement on there too is pretty nice too, man. Yeah, he has a good nice. feel. For, he he's not a he's raw in a lot of ways, but he. He's raw technically, physically, but he's not raw from a feel for the games. This isn't just some no. athlete that you got to teach to play quarterback. This is a this is a quarterback who's never been taught the finer points of the game from a technical standpoint. But this kid has a great feel for the game. And, you and can I, see the smart, the intelligent. Look at him like right there, just keeping his eyes downfield. Yep. You know, trying to find someone open. Is this the throw? No, this isn't it. And this is this, I, I remember Slant route between two dudes. Man, that was just a rope. <laughs> And I remember talking about him, right, Brian? This is this is a kid too, where he plays on not a great football team, right? right? So he has to do a lot for his team, man. And I think that hurts him a little bit from some technical aspects. Mm-hmm. Like he has to play backyard ball a little bit, right? He has yeah. to play a little bit of hero ball, but yeah, he can do it, man. He can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's my thing is you get him on an offense where he can actually be coached, and and you're you're it's it's the argument that I made yesterday about Lamar Jackson. Yeah. If if Lamar goes to if Lamar could go to a team that will say, hey, we want to we want you to be a pocket passer that uses your athleticism to imp- this. No, that's not it. We want you to use your athleticism as sort of a scrambler in the pass game, not as a runner, you know, and, and teach him to be a little bit more. Hey, you don't need to leave the pocket when you run around, run around to buy time, but keep your eyes downfield like things like that. I think Lamar could be a. I, I think Lamar had a great first year, but I don't think he's been a star ever since. I think Lamar could be a star if he goes to the right offense. And that's how I feel about Deuce, Ryan. Like, use him as a as a runner occasionally, some read zones and stuff like that, but use his legs as a as a passer. But you already see him showing the feel for that, though. You'll yeah. see him running around, Ryan, and keeping his eyes downfield. Like he's looking for someone to hit. He doesn't take off running until on when he's when he's moving around in the pocket until okay, nobody's there, or I've got no one in front of me. He's willing to use his legs to buy time for his arm. Yes. And to see that in a sophomore, something I really, I really like. 
I really and I, like. I really like his ball placement on a lot of throws yeah. too, man. Like he gets the ball in good spots. Yeah. Like they're not usually terrible spots, you know? And mm-hmm. like, it's just so much to like about this kid, man. Like, again, if I'm a quarterback coach, I look at this kid and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make that kid a Heisman Trophy winner. Like, that's yeah. that's my thought process, honestly. Yeah. Like, that's my thought. He really could be that type of dude, I think. And he'll be on campus this weekend. It's Again, this is this is the weekend that isn't going to – you know, he's not going to come out of him like, oh, I'm going to Notre Dame. I, I right. don't see that. It's I don't What it that. is is this – What here's why this visit is important, Orion. This visit's going to tell us if if Notre Dame's got a shot. That's that's going to be the thing. This is the visit that's going to say, okay, I can see myself there. They're definitely going to be a factor moving forward. Yeah. And then he'll come in like a year or something like that to someone. That's really what Notre Dame's goal needs to be in this in this particular visit, Ryan, is it's, okay, can you get him to say, you can see yourself being here, so when you move forward, we're going to be a factor for you. Yep. That's that's the goal. That's the goal on this particular visit. Do you agree with that? Yes, 100%. I mean, this is laying the groundwork. Because, I mean, like we talked about it already, right? He doesn't know what to expect at Notre Dame. Like, he has right. no idea what to expect. This is a groundwork thing. This isn't a you're coming to commit type of situation, right? right? Like, he's interested in Notre Dame. Notre Dame is making him feel like a like a very high priority for them. But at the end of the day, this is a feel out and really see if, do I fit on this campus? Do I fit with right. this demographic of people? Like it, it, this is an important one to just understand fits more than anything. Yeah. So we're going to find out what happens with Deuce Knight and if Notre Dame can be a player that he's a natural thrower too, Ryan. That's the other thing yes. is you get some of these kids that are just really athletic and they're just not, na- they don't have a natural throwing motion. He has a pretty, it's long because he's long. Yep. But Sam Hartman has a long throwing motion. It's natural. And this kid is a natural football player. You can just, you can just everything about Ryan, just how the, his feel for the game, all of it is just a really, he's just a natural football player. And yep. with, with work, this kid's got a chance to be a star. He really yep. does. He's, he really he's does. one of those kids, man, put, put, put good development and resources around him. And he's going to thrive in my opinion, because yeah. I go back to it, man. He doesn't play at the best school in the world. So he doesn't right. play with the best talent in the world, but if you put the right development around him, think he could be a star i really yeah. do agree agree well it's going to be fun to watch how he develops over the next couple of years there's another kid coming on campus this weekend ryan that i like a lot and that is a linebacker from baltimore he goes to saint francis academy carlton scott is going to be on campus this weekend ryan i mean the best compliment that i can pay carlton scott is he reminds me a lot of Jaden osbury and for <laughs> anyone that's listened to this show for any length of time you know what kind of compliment that is Yes. Except I think he's a little bit more of a natural thumper than Jaden was at the same age. Uh, this is another one where Ryan, where this is not a, oh, he's coming to commit thing. This is more of a, if you want to be in the game with him moving forward, you have to have a good week with him or good visit with him on Saturday. I think that's, yep. that's the key. So he's a 20, he's a 25 kid, mm-hmm. Ryan. He's a, uh, he's a good football player. I really yeah. like that kid's film. Yeah, man, he's physical. He's super physical. He's a downhill type of dude, but he can move, man. Like Carlton can really change direction well. He's got kind of that range to him. He's that guy that he's a will right at the next level, most likely when it's all said and done. But he is one of those playmakers, the kids that are going to, you're going to look at him and you're like, wow, he just stuffed the stat sheet, man. Like he had five sacks and three interceptions and yeah. 10 tackles for loss. Like that's, the, that, We're that's talking about over the course of a season. Just yes. For the in record. a season. Yeah. yeah not, not for a game, not a game. <laughs> in a season though, you're going to look at it and be like, 
man, that guy just was everywhere, man. Like yeah. hair on fire, just physical, explosive. Carlton's a good player, man. He's yeah. a really good player. And we talked about, we've already talked about St. You know, we already talked about the Maryland area, right? Mm-hmm. Got to keep getting into those type of spa- spaces. St. Yeah. Francis Academy should be a spot that is very good to Notre Dame at times. Yes. Like that should be a spot. You know, the Dematha Catholics, yep. St. Francis Academies. We've talked about those types of schools before. And Notre Dame's targeting a couple St. Francis kids. Not only Carlton, but the two corners are from St. Francis in 2025 as well. Kevin Humes and um, uh, the other kid's name is escaping me for a second. But the D lineman, isn't it? Uh, they have both corners on the board. For both Notre corners. Dame. Okay. Yeah. Kevin Humes, who just who just visited, and then the the other corners whose name is escaping. I'll me find it while you keep talking. Yeah, but St. Francis Academy has a chance to be good to Notre Dame in 2025. Getting Carlton on campus early is a good good starting point, good sign. But at the, at the end of the day, 2025 kids, man, it's about really showing what you can offer to them, yeah. right? Because Get it's in the game. That's 100%. the key right now. Get yourself in the game. No doubt. And that's going to be the key. Uh, you're talking about Blake Woodby? Blake Woodby, yep. Okay. He plays on the other side of of um, of Kevin Humes. At okay. Moore. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting one. I know that there's a, some 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 front seven kids from the area. I know there's a kid from DC that plays D tackle. Yeah, uh, so it's it's a good and they and Notre Dame went out to see them like uh, St. Joseph's in Philly. I haven't had a lot of success with recently, but they went out. Al Golden was there like three times during Anthony the open Saka, baby. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's another dude. There's Ryan. It's such a loaded class. <laughs> really I can't is, wait man. to find out when Saka is going to be on campus. I didn't realize it, that's Tony Saka's kid. Who played at Penn State? I didn't realize. Yeah, he, he played. Um, I, I I told you on on a podcast. He um yeah. his he I played with Al show. Golden. I thought, he played I with thought Al it was you and Sean. Oh, you man, did tell man. me that. That's right. You did tell me yeah. that. You did tell me that. Now that yeah. you say that, I do remember that now. But yeah, he was a uh, pretty good quarterback for Penn State back in the day. Played against Notre Dame, obviously, as you know, beat Notre Dame. Yes. Tony Saka beat Notre Dame. Well, he's the. I think he's the guy that threw that touchdown pass to Al Golden when they beat Notre Dame at, at Notre Dame. So and and Sack is going to be on campus for the Blue Gold game. So there you go. Yeah. He yep. is a dude. Yeah, man. He is an absolute dude. There's another player, Ryan, that they're bringing on campus this week that I like. I don't know if you had a chance to watch him, but it's Isaiah Mosey from Lee Summit, Missouri. Goes to North High wide School, receiver. Lee Summit North, wide yeah. receiver. I like this kid. Right, he's a good football player. There's not a ton of great receivers on the board right now for Notre Dame, but he's a guy that'll be on campus this weekend. That uh, that. It's a good football player that I'm definitely keeping an eye on moving forward. Yeah, I haven't gotten to watch him enough at this point, yeah. but he's another Missouri guy, man. So, like, keep feeding that pipeline, baby. Give me that Missouri talent. Are they doing, like, with receivers and, and running backs in Missouri? Like, where are all these kids coming from? But he's a really smooth kid, Ryan. Uh, very fluid, can stretch the field. Uh, good size, you know, 6'1", 180. Looks to have better speed. Like he's one of those kids, Ryan, that doesn't look fast because he's so smooth, but he just keeps running by people, you know? And that's something that you look at and you say, well, okay, he may not, I don't know. He may not look explosive, but nobody can cover him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's a really good football player. And and I'm, I don't know a lot about him now other than just watching his film, Ryan. Yeah. But I'm very curious to see um, kind of what he can bring to the table. In my opinion, he's going to, he's another interesting one. It's going to be on campus this weekend. Yep. And like you said, I mean, the wide receiver board is going to be interesting in 2025. There's just a couple of nice players. There's a few good players. There's no doubt, but it's about trying to figure out what the fits are, you know, and, and really see what the target list is. I mean, we've talked about Taylor and Taylor a lot on this podcast, obviously. And 
but there's some other dudes on the 2025 board that are extremely talented, but you know, what are the priority lists, right? Cause I don't think there's like a huge separation in some of those groups, right? It's like, there's a few good players, but like, is one really separating from the other? Do they just kind of blend into a group? I'm really looking to see what the separation is at wide receiver for Notre Dame in 2025. I know one guy that I want I them to get. And I, Notre I Dame is going to get. And that's Jalen Taylor. That's my dude right there, man. Yep. He's so dynamic. But again, Missouri is an area that's been very good to Notre Dame in recent years. How will, will this be a kid that becomes that kind of guy? I don't know. It's going to yeah. be interesting. And, and to yeah. the point now where it's like Notre Dame's kind of like Jeremiah McClellan. I know Notre Dame likes Jeremiah McClellan, but like they haven't really pushed for him as hard as maybe they could have because the board is yeah. so loaded in 24 and, and 25, yeah. in my opinion. And, and every time I talk to Jeremiah, he just hasn't scheduled a visit. So, like, at some point, it's like if you don't get back on campus, it's probably not going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. So, yep, absolutely. All right, Ryan. So that's going to kind of be the guys on campus. Anybody else that you want to mention before we move on to the mailbag, Mr. Roberts? I, I did have a note, um, mm-hmm. and there was a um, – on message board, boards.com, Ryan Gee, who is a tight end out of Georgia, will be back on campus again this right. weekend. He was on campus last weekend with his mom. He liked it so much. Literally hit me up. It was like, I loved it so much. I want to bring my dad and my little brother to come see it. So yeah. two wake two weekends in a row, Ryan D will be on campus at Notre Dame. Now there's going to be the initial is he going to commit this weekend? I do not see that happening. I don't think yeah. he's necessarily in a hurry to commit right now. And I don't think Notre Dame is necessarily in a hurry to take a commitment in the 2025 tight end room because it's so loaded. Really There's only one guy. 2025 tight end that I would take right now, Ryan. Like that I would take if you called him to commit right now, I would take him right now. That's James Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah. yeah. Because like they're all kind of very similar players, but that legacy aspect I'm always going to give. But like there's a lot of good players and they're different. James Flanagan is a completely different type of player than Rangi. Yes. Like a completely different type of tight end. Yep. And so I think part of it is, is okay, who do you get in the 24 class? If you get Jade Riddell, that's going to mean one thing. If you get Carter Nelson, it may mean another thing. So there's just time. Yeah. There's time there. But I got a chance to stand next to Ryan Key. He is he looked he looks more like a basketball recruit right now than a football recruit. Yeah. Like he looks like a small forward that the basketball team is recruiting. Right. He was I I mean, we had a verified measurement on him. He said he was six five and a half and two hundred and thirty nine pounds, man. Like he's a big boy, man. (laughs) He's a really big boy. Yeah. So it's going to be good to get him back on campus. Obviously, they're a player. They're going to be a player there. That's that's yes. going to be a key. So, Ryan, we're going to go to the mailbag next. So, if you all have some questions, get those mailbag questions in now. We got about seventeen or eighteen of them in right now. So definitely get those in now. But before we transition to the mailbag, I'm going to ask you all to do that same. If you haven't done it, do that same favor that I asked you to do earlier. Hit that like button. It's that little thumbs up that looks just like this right below there. If you're listening via podcast, we would love it if you'd give us a five star review. It would greatly help. Uh, us out a ton share this podcast hit the notification bell all that good stuff make some if you're listening not live leave us a comment what you think of the show if you have some questions we would uh, love to ask questions there too because that kind of interaction helps us with the algorithm i don't know how it does but that it does and helps us get in front of more people and if you haven't done it ryan we had some really good intel ryan actually hadn't read it because he's you know working hard for me and and uh, doing a great job. So he hadn't had a chance to read it yet. So I had him read it before the show. And he's like, oh, that's, I mean, that was good stuff, Ryan. Some good juicy stuff. I have to share with you after the show what I have on the defense so far. Uh, yes. But we'll uh, we'll have a, a defensive intel piece over the next couple of days. I just got a couple more sources I want to hear from and see kind of how things are. So you definitely want to sign up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. 
Mm-hmm.